This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Steelers have a new offensive coordinator. It's Arthur Smith, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, where he was a head coach, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, where he was the offensive coordinator. And there's lots to talk about there, and we'll do so today with Chris Adamski. Joe Rudder often joins me for our Breakfast with Ben's podcast here on the Fans First Network. After Mike Tomlin's press conference, we speak with Joe Weekly. He is our beat writer who covers the Steelers at Trib Live. Chris, of course, covers the Steelers as well for us on a daily basis during the season, and Chris is going to join us uh, during the offseason on a weekly basis to talk about what's going on with the Steelers and the league in general. And we're always brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. We build decks year-round, and we're now booking spring and summer of 2024. Take advantage of their current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year go to gergerconstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today chris arthur smith likes to run the ball he made the most out of a moderately talented quarterback in ryan Tannehill. when he has a wealth of talent he seems to excel he sometimes has trouble unlocking the potential of younger players i mean it's like why hasn't he been a Steeler coach all along <laughs> by the way i like the moderately talented that's like she has a good personality you know the game manager the innings eater starting pitcher in baseball yeah uh, it's like uh, like rachel lee cook at the start of she's all that <laughs> yeah um you know the way i like to look at it is 
Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris are the poor man's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, which is pretty sad whenever you're talking to the poor man's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I was just going to say, you could be a poor man's (laughs) Derrick Henry, and that can still be very much a compliment. I don't know if a poor man's Tannehill is a compliment, but you know what? The real man Tannehill might be here soon enough. If Mason Rudolph were to leave, I could see them going out and getting Tannehill. That would be a fascinating uh, fit in, in a lot of ways. In a way, I almost feel like he's too, I don't know, accomplished or too much of a, it depends on their perspective, too much of a threat, I guess, is a, is a way of putting it for Kenny Pickett. I don't know. He's, he's, but but who is it, right? Like, which, yeah. what quarterback wouldn't come in and be a threat to Kenny Pickett when he was like the 27th best quarterback in the league last year? That's what we, you know, we talked it over a few days ago. I was talking with somebody and we decided that essentially Mason Rudolph, even if he doesn't have, the best monetary offer, he probably has to think at this point he can beat out Kenny Pickett, right? I, it might be the best opportunity because no, no team's going to sign him to be the unquestioned starter. So he's probably <laughs> going to go somewhere where he's, you know, backing up a, a first-round pick or starting as a first ahead of a first-round pick. And eventually, you know you're losing your job if you do that. And It might be might Atlanta. Think, it might be the Falcons where Smith just came from. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. So he, he, Mason Rudolph might think his best chance is like, I'm better than this guy. I might as well stay here. But that's – I just had the point in a day like this. I, I think uh, um, Willie Clone, which you wrote about and sort of echoed and said pretty much, well, this is kind of uninspiring, but like, there's reasons that it could work, so let's hope for the best. I, I think Wait, was that, did of, Cologne say that too? Because I wrote about Trey Essex. Are you oh, Trey about, Essex. I'm sorry. Yeah. Trey Essex. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get my, uh, my, mid, my mid-aughts uh, Steelers offensive lineman confused. Although I could see uh, Cologne saying exactly the same thing, to be fair. <laughs> You're right. Maybe that's why I, I, I conflated them there. That's what I thought maybe it was him. But yeah. No, I, 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 that's kind of what, you know, and if you really want to take it, uh, uh, to take kind of the glass half full here, Tannehill's best two seasons by far, by far in his career that's been middling otherwise, it has, were the two seasons um, under Arthur Smith as the, as the play caller. Uh, you know, if you can, he was pretty bad before that. Actually, he, his passer rating his first two seasons was worse than Kenny Pickett's the first two, his first two seasons. He had another bad he had a year he was sort of ascended a little bit. Now Miami, you could say it was a dumpster fire or whatever it was. That's fine. And I get it. There's a really good offensive line and a Hall of Fame level running back when the Steelers don't have that. And you could say if you're sort of uninspired by the, the run game, keep it close, blah, blah, blah. Um, as Art Rooney said himself, it was, I thought was sort of damning to the, to the roster. He pretty much said, uh, we need the coordinator to come in because we can't really upgrade this whole roster right now. So we need somebody who's going to work with what we have. I, I'm paraphrasing. But uh, the first time I listened to it, uh, the second time I saw that quote, and sort of I didn't pick up on that. He, he sort of said something to the effect of that, where we can't change our roster, right? There are limitations here, so we're going to have to get somebody who can work with it. And, and you know, you could say sort of Arthur Smith, uh, he saw what he had with a uh, you know Hall of Fame running back and, and, a, and a really good offensive line, and that's what he did. And that doesn't mean that's, he's going to do that everywhere. But, uh, yeah, when the limitations of the quarterback right now probably dictate that that's what you would do here with the Steelers. In my podcast that I posted with John Burton today from News Channel 5 in Tennessee, formerly of WTAE here in Pittsburgh, one thing John pointed out is part of the reason that the passing game was successful with Tannehill under center, of course it was the run game setting it up, but the elements of the pass game were quick read and react, get the ball out on time in a spot where the receivers can catch it in stride when they get there on time. So, boy, a lot of those elements don't exactly match with the way things were going with the Steeler offense before Mason Rudolph got there. Number one, getting the ball out on time. 
Number two, getting in a spot where they can catch it and make yards after the catch. And number three, the wide receivers being where they're supposed to be. Not exactly George Pickens' strongest suit. And honestly, for as much as he gets himself open, Chris, not exactly Deontay Johnson's strongest suit because, boy, he wound up in a different spot than his quarterbacks in a number of occasions, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And, you know, and, and Pickens, you know, we, we see, obviously, everybody sees the talent. And for a while, and I, you know, the way he finished the season, I, I kind of was thinking he's the point where he's overrated because people see that talent, the production isn't there. And, but, you know, all, all these things trace back to it. I hate to belabor the point. And I, I know I come across as I, everybody knows where I went to college and this is why or whatever, but it comes back to the quarterback, right? I mean, it, but if we had this discussion a year ago, I think we would have said, hey, can he pick his strengths or accuracy? His strengths are kind of making good decisions. You know, those are – he's not going to have the biggest arm, but he can do these sorts of things, and maybe he can't fit. So I don't know what happened to him this year, if that is salvageable or not. Uh, but, you know, yes, I don't know if Pickens is, is as good as Pickens is or even Pickens' sort of ceiling. I don't know if it is an A.J. Brown-style ceiling, ceiling or level ceiling and, and see that. But, yeah, I, I again um, – you're trying to look at and talk yourself into this and, and and i don't just because like zach robinson was sort of like he was the sean mcveigh protege he's young I, I think people got enamored with that type of hire uh, you know wonder who it, it might be whether it be draw johnson or whatever sort of a, or the yeah i get the youth is is something that's appealing and it's like it, it, it sort of implies fresh ideas and implies a, a a new approach and implies a a, a sort of an explosive type nature or something like that to the offense, but it doesn't necessarily, it's there's a correlation there, but it doesn't necessarily mean it would happen. You know, you have a guy three years ago who was a really hot commodity as a head coach. Okay. Did he really get dumb the last three years? I, I don't know. Maybe it was overrated because, you know, you had Derek Henry and a really good offensive line. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, listen, they went outside the organization. They hired a former or just a, just a very recent former head coach. I guess this is kind of what happened with Todd Haley, right? I don't know if that makes you feel good or bad about it, but uh, going outside the organization, and a guy who was thought of as a highly thought of offensive coordinator a few years back and then had a, a bad head coaching tenure. Well, so yeah, maybe- actually, you know what? In the interview process, two things you're talking about there in the interview process. I am happy that they stayed away from the Byron Leftwich because he was a Steeler, Alex Van Pelt because he went to Pitt, Luke Getze because he went to Munhall, or grew up in Munhall thing. Uh, I'm glad they avoided that. The out of the Steelers building, but proxy by proxy close to the building, close enough to the building. Like I'm glad they stayed away from that angle. But who they interviewed, or maybe more to the point, who they didn't interview, even if they liked Arthur, Arthur Smith the most, like they couldn't even get Zach Robinson to call him back. Um, you yeah. know, they didn't wait for Clint Kubiak. They just hired two guys in Thomas Robinson and Gerard Johnson, who I think, you know, Tomlin was just looking at for maybe down the line or just to get their name out there. Like, those guys didn't strike me as serious interviews. It feels to me like they took a shot at one serious interview in Robinson besides Smith, but Smith was it. Like, you know, Peter King said they were going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury. Did that ever even happen? They certainly didn't officially. If they were announcing everybody else... But that was sort of the most maybe heartening thing I thought from Tomlin's maybe the whole thing of Tomlin's uh, news conference at the end of the season where he said, we're going to I really want to get fresh ideas in here. I want to talk to people, sort of pick their brains. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing talking about offensive coordinators, which is something, again, I'm sure that with the recent the last two coordinators being prom- promoted from within and and sort of the, uh, the insular nature nature of the Steelers. And I thought that was really good. I'm like, oh, this is this is going to go on for a while. 
wait till the end of the Super Bowl, then you can talk to a Kubiak and talk to other people, you know, maybe do eight or nine interviews, right? Just get different ideas, different perspectives. Maybe somebody has something that you hadn't thought of before. Maybe you decide to really kind of go, I don't say unconventional, but maybe go a totally different route with your offense, something like that. Maybe there's some. So I, I really was kind of looking forward to seeing how many people they would talk to and how long it would go out. So I don't know what the rush was. I don't know if they if they thought Arthur Smith was going to go another interview and, and, and get get hired. I, if they you know, couldn't pass him up, I don't know. I, I, was he a hot commodity? I don't know. He probably, I'm sure he got a job somewhere, probably as a coordinator. But I, I don't know. I, I thought it was sort of rushed or at least it, I, I, it sort of disappointed me. They didn't let it go longer and maybe get more ideas and talk to more people and see what else maybe was out there. Chris Adamski with us, talking Steelers here in the offseason. You know, one thing that Smith did do well while he was with the Titans as OC, but he didn't do well when he was the head coach in Atlanta was get his tight ends involved. Like he turned Jonu Smith and, what's his name again, Frisker, into good tight ends for the Titans, but he had Kyle Pitts, who was supposed to be a code breaker, and he never did much with him. So I'm wondering what that means for Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, somebody who had Kyle Pitts in his fantasy league talk about being frustrated uh, with, with that. Yeah, you have somebody taking that high, and, and they took three position players the last three years. All of them sort of, um, well, when you take them that high, they're all, they better be explosive, right? Uh, one at wide receiver, one at running back, and one at tight end, and the offense wasn't any good, really. And, and all three of those players, in terms of their production, anyway, disappointed or underachieved. And, I, you know, I guess you can go back to the the quarterback limitation. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sit here and be a, an apologist for everything Arthur Smith has done, but I'm just trying to at least see the perspective on it. And, and, and you know, you again, in Tennessee, you had the Hall of Fame running back and the offensive line. The results were good. You go to Atlanta and you have, uh, I mean, you're starting Marcus Mariota and uh, and uh, Desmond Ritter. And, and it just, it's, there, there was never a guy. Now, insert your uh, retort here about Kenny Pickett. Uh, well noted, maybe in terms of I don't know how much of an upgrade there is there, but there was obvious limitations. I think everybody agrees at quarterback. Is that the only reason why maybe the offense didn't work? But you know, it, it is especially. I mean, Pat Firemuth's lack of production this past season is, is something that kind of got I don't say underreported, but we didn't really talk about it too much. I, I thought maybe he was ready to take a step and really be one of you know maybe a, a maybe you know, top ten for sure, maybe top five. Probably that's probably going too far. Tight end and. It never happened at all, and whether there's a you know we could talk about a lot of reasons why that might have happened or why it wasn't, but uh, I, I don't know. He's in an you know coming into an extension type of off season, but that's a whole other issue. But it's a matter of can the a new coordinator do that, and we just certainly didn't see those results in Atlanta with Pitts. Final few moments here with Chris Adamski, our off season Steelers podcast brought to you by Gerger Construction. Last thing I'll leave people with, Buzz, and get your thoughts on it too. Art Rooney II, during his press availability this week, said that the Steelers are going to operate with a sense of urgency because they failed to win a playoff game for each of the last seven seasons. To prove how urgent they are, they're giving the head coach of that team for the last seven seasons a contract extension. The defensive coordinator got a contract extension. The benched quarterback is coming back to resume his starting role. And now they're getting a guy in an offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who pretty much operates exactly the same way as the head coach who's getting that extension. So tell me, where is the urgency? Like, how is that supposed to connote urgency? What is the urgency going to be? They're suddenly going to make big swings in free agency. They're going to trade their way up the draft board. I mean, 
how urgent are we talking about and how is that going to manifest exactly? Yeah, and I don't know, you know, personnel-wise, it's a really light year in terms of their own free agents. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't cut people and make moves at, to a point, although if salaries aren't coming off the books, it's a little bit harder. So I don't know. And again, as our self alluded to, the roster is what it is right now. And you know, sticking with the quarterback, or at least publicly, this as strongly as they have publicly, uh, you're right. I don't know what, <laughs> especially for all, again, I've, I've tried to at least paint a, a rationale for Arthur Smith is it's certainly not an, an outside the box hire, right? It's certainly not a, it's not sort of like the Pat Narduzzi hire where they really went uh, rogue and they're going to do something totally different. Whether it works or not, we'll find out. But I don't say you do that in the NFL, but it, this is something a little bit different. You're not seeing that. And yeah, I, and I don't know what personnel moves they could really make that that's really could transform things and defensively and, or offensively for that matter. And do you look at the pieces and say they underachieved as a whole? I, I I guess I don't know. You know, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. You put those receivers up against. Uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, where they rank in the AFC or the NFL. So I I don't know what they can do too much different or what the, would be different. But you're right. Everything they've done so far this off season, you know, starting with the I, I think most um, importantly with the quarterback. And you can talk about the coaches. I guess those rank higher in the organizational hierarchy. But the, the quarterback probably has more influence in terms of uh, how the season goes and. That's just why, you know, if this Kenny Pickett thing, if there's no progress this next year, it's almost like, you know, you're wasting an entire season now again because if he doesn't improve and if that's your only option, if your option B is going to be somebody the likes of Tannehill or whatever, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team, team again except for, say it with me, 9-8, and 10-7, first-round playoffs, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's like seeing the same movie well, yeah, over I mean, and over and over Look again. at Arthur Smith. He's 41-42 and 42 as an OC or a head coach in his five years, and he's failed to win a playoff game in four of them. I mean, it was, it was destined to happen. It was Mike Tomlin reaching out to Arthur Smith and saying, do you have the other half of this amulet? And that's exactly <laughs> what this is. And here's the good news, though, Buds. At the very least, with his ties to FedEx, with his dad being the owner of FedEx, at the very least, the Steelers have the inside track for the FedEx ground player of the week every week. And that's very important. That's, that's, that's true. Well, maybe Arthur Smith can just get his dad to, like, just, just buy the Steelers. I don't know. Maybe he'll buy out. And I don't know what that would be then, what, what he would do. I guess he could well, afford then, the Steelers, right? After all this time of saying Mike Tomlin's the coach for life, Arthur Smith might really end up being the coach for life. <laughs> that's the way you get your coaching change right there, I guess. Head coach just... Kendall Roy. All right, Buzz. Uh, appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Tim. See you, right. then. Chris Adamski from Trib Live covering the season. Again, our podcast of the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction at Breakfast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mr. Benz.